It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It is great to have you with us on the 3rd of October. Closing in, the Golden Knights will begin NHL season number six for them eight days from today. They'll start it in Los Angeles and then the home opener on October the 13th against the Chicago Blackhawks. Dave Grosher, Gary Lawless with you, nighttime at noon this week. And uh, delighted to have all of you with us. We'll mention right off the bat, Bruce Cassidy, head coach of the VGK, will join us in segment number two, so 12-15-ish in there somewhere. Lawman, what's shaking? Uh, How was your weekend? What's shaking? I'll I'll address everything as we go along here. All four cheeks and a couple of chins. (laughs) Uh, to quote the great Norm Peterson. Yep. Cheers. Weekend was uh, busy. Um, had a game Friday night and then uh, a little uh, jaunt out of town to San Diego for some other business. Today is October 3rd is National Boyfriend Day. Is that right? Was there a little something special in your... Uh, no. No? No. Christine? How about, uh, nothing. How about you? No, no. Uh, this one just sailed right by in the Lawless house. No, I'm sure it was just, uh, please get out of the house. I guess we're not technically no longer boyfriends. No, right? I think we passed that stage Yeah, long, long time ago. But uh, the Golden Knights, four exhibition games down. Three to go uh, every other night coming up this week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Two against Arizona, one against the Kings. Uh, they'll have their final preseason game at home here tomorrow night against Arizona. Then it's on to Salt Lake on Thursday against the Kings and then to Boise on Saturday against Arizona. Um, had their pretty setback in terms of the score the other night, Gary. I always say when it comes to the preseason, can you tell me anyone's preseason record ever no. in the history of sports? No, and, no one, nobody can. And to go to, to to go a little deeper, the first week of the preseason is often like I think when you get down to the last two games, maybe the last three games, you can start to you know you look at the Golden Knights lineup. A, a lot of nights they've had. A lot of young players. The worst performance they've had, they had their most veteran lineup uh, on the ice, but a lot of those players hadn't played previously. Mark Stone hadn't played in a long time. Alec Martinez hadn't played in a long time. And uh, so, you know, it, it is meant to be an opportunity for players. They're in shape. This isn't like 1972. I'm watching that series, and, you know, the, the Team Canada arrives thinking that they're. You know, they're going to play their way into shape and they start losing games to the Russians. But that used to be you would come and training camp was to train, training camp to get ready for the season. Not anymore. These guys are physically, they're like you. Oh, yeah. Specimens. <laughs> a lot better than, and a lot better than this. They, this is all about timing. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, Listen, Mark Stone was the one guy I watched more than anybody else the other night. And, um, you know, we saw the name on the back of his jersey. That's uh, that's pretty much all he showed us. Yeah. But I think it will he, – he'll get better. I, I think there was a, probably a huge mental block. Well, he admitted as much. He said that he – you know, the first few shifts, he was nervous. He had surgery on his back. I, 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 can't, un, you can't, you, I can't fathom – what that would be like to go and play in a professional sports game after having a doctor cut you open and mess around with uh, with your back. It's uh, 
nerve-wracking, uh, and that's no pun, pun intended. Yeah, and he mentioned he felt rust, right? Yeah. And you could see it in his game. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, the timing of that game. So that was Friday night. The team, as we speak, is on the way back yeah. from Montana, yeah. from Rock Creek. They have their traditional team building up at uh, Bill Foley's gorgeous 35,000-acre ranch up in Montana. They're going to skate today at 2.30. Public welcome, by the way. Stop by. Sturdy National Arena here. Training camp continues. But, you know, they kind of had to sit on that game for a couple of days, and now they've got another exhibition game tomorrow night. Curious to kind of see what their lineup would look like. You know, the Golden Knights made all sorts of moves the other day, most of it run-of-the-mill transactions in terms of sending players to Henderson. Uh, The four players, by the way, that went on waivers, Michael Hutchinson, Byron Fraze, Sheldon Rempel, Braden Pahal, all cleared. So they're um, they're good to go in terms of they cleared, and now they can go uh, to Henderson. And I, you know more than I do about the waiver rules. At 30 days, you can come back and forth without having to clear again. Is Sounds that, about right. That's yeah. about what that is. Um, so then be interesting to see what kind of a lineup they ice tomorrow night. They're coming off this trip. They're going to have a skate today. You'd probably think those last two games at the end of the week, Thursday, Saturday, that really like to have honed in what they hope their opening night lineup's going to look like. Well, I would suggest that Tuesday night is the last chance for guys that are really fighting for jobs to take a step forward. So, Because I think probably the last two games up in in Boise and Salt Lake, that, that, that that's going to be the team is going to have a chance to play. And I think it's really important for Bruce Cassidy to have his team play in those games because he's implemented a lot of different wrinkles and it's one thing to have a big group and you know to be teaching it but the, the actual guys that need to to execute on what he's what he's brought to the organization they need to play and he needs to be able to watch them play and evaluate and show them get get some film on them and be able to say you did this well I want you to be over here. There's a lot of read and react in, in how he coaches. He has non-negotiables in the sense that if you're supposed to be back-checking, you, you back-check. But how you do it and where you go, he still lets players play hockey. It is not just go and run one run, run one route. There are different branches that you could take off that route depending on the read and react and uh, uh, speaking to a bunch of the players in particular uh, um, William Carlson the other day he said it's a really fun system to play you have to play hard but you do you don't take your brain out before the game and and leave it in your locker you get to still think out there and that's uh, uh, I think for a veteran group that's that's more fun. That's an area he wanted Bruce Cassidy talked about before the last game. He wanted them to kind of – he didn't want them to overthink it, right? Yeah. Use some of your instincts. Use your hockey yeah. sense. Uh, we uh, thank everyone for watching on our streams as well. Of course, we're on our flagship station, uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM, but also on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, including Harvey checking in on the YouTubes from the United Kingdom. Harv. Harv. Good to see you. Good Hope everything's you. good in the U.K. Hope, hopefully Ringo Starr is okay. Ringo. Ringo's got the COVID. Yes. Canceling some shows. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Ringo at 82 is healthier than most humans at 82. Still looks fantastic. What's his secret to Ringo? I don't know. Well, I think he lives a pretty healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think he, he had say. some um, some issues with some things in the past. As Barbara Bach got all a that lot taken care of. Got in that, that field, all... do. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, he, I think he's remarkably healthy. But 82 and still... He'll, he'll get through this. He'll get through the COVID so. without any problems. Um, 
mentioned training camp continuing. The Henderson Silver Knights on the ice today opening camp for the first time over at Lifeguard Arena. That's open to the public. So if you want to go over there, check out what's happening. And, of course, the Golden Knights continue uh, their training camp as well here at City National Arena. An area they felt the other night, Gary, they struggled was in their own zone. They weren't real clean on their breakouts. And, and they felt that, especially with the San Jose team, that came pretty hard at them on the forecheck. Turnovers, you know, you hear coaches talk a lot about puck management. Bruce Cassidy didn't like their neutral zone much either. Good. The good news is for him, he had yesterday and today with his staff to kind of, okay, these are the things we want to pinpoint yeah. and tweak and improve heading into a practice today and then the final week of training camp this week. They certainly there'll be some things to for the players to watch when they get off the plane and uh, and get here to City National prior to yeah. uh, to practice. So. Well, and they all you know it was interesting the other night. I think uh, you know Bruce was asked. He said, you know, if this is the middle of the season and you kind of get a game like this, you might be kind of more apt to throw it away. Yeah. But not right now. Like they've still got no. things they want to improve no. upon. He's teaching. And, and uh and get going as they they try to improve here uh with the season moving along in the uh in the not too uh, distant future to say the least um what's your sense gary overall of what you've seen so they've got four exhibition games down and three to go what's what's kind of piqued your interest the most with this group well you know i think paul cotter has been a, a pretty interesting player i've liked a lot of the younger players uh uh, Daniel Cheka has had uh, has had a pretty good camp. I've liked him. Korzak has gotten better. Uh, Patrice Cormier, I can remember the, his first game. Or Lucas Cormier. Lucas Cormier. Okay. Who's Patrice? He uh, plays in the league as well. Yes, He's not does, on the Golden yeah. Knights team. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Lucas Cormier. Thanks for pointing it out, Dave. Well, I don't want people to think he doesn't know what he's talking about. They already <laughs> think that enough. They already think that enough. <laughs> he played in the preseason last year and made a ton of mistakes. And then the first game he played in Colorado this year, you just watched the, the game get better, and you can tell he's a smart player, and smart players adjust. They figure out the level, what they have to do, what, they're, what they can do and what they can't, and they, they tailor their game to, to match that situation. And I've really liked the way he's, uh, uh, he's adjusted and, and how he's handled things. I guess uh, Logan Thompson's been pretty good so far. You know, I've been kind of been waiting to see Aiden Hill find his game. We haven't seen that just yet. So uh, um, the next couple of games will be important for him as well. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the goaltending as to how that shakes yeah. itself out. Uh-huh. Um, you've got some injuries. Will Carrier hasn't been around for the last week or so. Uh, Nick Haig remains unsigned. So that's, you know, that's something you kind of keep an eye on too. Can they, somebody like a Paul Cotter that's had an interesting camp trying to break through and make this team out of camp um well he 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 requires waivers so when a player makes noise like that in a training camp we're not the only ones that notice you know there's pro scouts at all at all these meetings so um i i can't imagine paul cotter would squeeze through waivers right now so uh hard to imagine he's not part of uh Part of the opening night roster in some fashion. Yep, the Golden Knights will get going here, as we said, coming up uh, next Tuesday in Los Angeles on the home opener Thursday against the Chicago Blackhawks. But between now and then, uh, three more exhibition games for the VGK here tomorrow against Arizona. Gary and I will be doing that on television together. Shane Knighty gets the night off with pay. Uh, set your DVRs now for what this this will look like. Lord only knows how this will go. I, I'm optimistic that it'll be marginally decent. What do you expect? Well, it won't be you, it won't be Dave and Shane. It'll be Dave and Gary, and that'll be <laughs> that'll be different. And, you know, listen, 
Shane's only one of the best in the world at what he he's does. Fine. So, uh, he's fine. He's thanks, thanks for throwing the. He's adequate. The, uh, well, we we have to in the preseason we move people around, give them a chance to do different things, and uh, if uh, heaven forbid. Uh, we weren't able to get the call to the bullpen quick enough, and something yeah. would need to happen. It would be nice to know that Dave and I had done a game. She ain't got hit by a bus or something. We're not. We're not. Still play the out. game, right, Dave? Yeah, either that's what I say. They might. <laughs> they wouldn't even have a moment. Of, they might even have. A, might skip the moment of silence to yeah. drop the puck. Uh, we mentioned Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy waiting in the wings. He will join us in a moment. But before that, Golden Knights fans, if you're ready to see your team back on the ice, be sure to become a full-season ticket member for the 2022-23 season and never miss a game at the Fortress. A full-season member will have perks such as discounts on merchandise, parking, and more. To get more information about a full-season membership, contact the Vegas Golden Knights sales team. You can give them a call at 702 645 Four three five nine, or send them an email at tickets at vegasgoldenknights.com. Dave Gosher, Gary Lawless with you. Nighttime at noon, head coach of the VGK, Bruce Cassidy, coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And great to have you with us here nighttime at noon. The Golden Knights closing in on a new season. Still a week or so of training camp to go as they get ready and uh, geared up for the season opener in Los Angeles coming up uh, a week tomorrow. Dave Gosher along with Gary Lawless. We're happy to be joined by the head coach of the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy joining us. Uh, Bruce, we're gonna, there's a lot of things we want to cover with you and I'm sure you're excited to hear that. Uh, how was your weekend? First off, let's get to the important stuff. Uh, just unpacking. We just moved in Saturday morning, so a lot of uh, work around the house. Um, got away from hockey a little bit, watched some of the game from the other night that uh, was painful at times, and other times there was some good things. It's usually the way it works out. But uh, anyway, back to work today. <clears throat> What's the, you know, you come from an original sixth place on the eastern seaboard to uh, a non-traditional market in the desert. What's it been like for you in, in Vegas? Well, it's more of an, you know, like uh, the first thing I think of how, how are the kids doing in school? Are they enjoying their sports and they're, are they acclimating with their teammates in, in hockey and baseball, et cetera? Shannon's playing volleyball. So that's the first thing you always worry about. Get settled in a house. We're finally able to do that now. So uh, get to know some people in the neighborhood. The weather, obviously, is the biggest difference, right? You're outside last night. I'm watching some of the game, uh, you know, from the other night on the computer, and it's, it's 80 degrees out, and you're sitting in your backyard. So... That's nice. It's uh, good on these old bones um, that don't have to worry about starting to move all the winter coats downstairs just yet. The, you mentioned you watched uh, some of Friday. Um, you know, you said maybe it was a little bit painful. How do, you, how do you take what happened Friday and move it forward to today's practice? How, how do you utilize that? Well, you know, there's, the players had a bonding trip, so I don't know if they were thinking ahead. Uh, I don't know if it's part of preseason where we just well we weren't sharp um and you get a young team coming in try to you know push for spots i think that happens a lot in preseasons the guys that are on the team are sort of looking after themselves the younger guys are really pushing to make it so their effort level is is quite high we've seen that with some of our young guys they've been some of our better players Uh, so there's a little bit of that you always got to factor in uh how it translates today is we can't fix everything in one day but i do think our, we, we really struggled with our breakouts the other day so getting our feet moving going back on puck supporting the puck better we'll, we'll start there um uh, and then you know build that into you know throughout the week i read an article where you are quoted talking about the first time you addressed the washington capitals first time you were a head coach in the nhl 
and you said you walked out after you talked to them and you said that didn't go very well and it was you know that first impression was uh you know you only get one chance at it uh obviously it went real well in boston because you were uber successful there did you have uh did you plan for your first conversation with with this group how did it go and how do you think the players are accessing your message yeah well i think you always plan for it um you know in washington there was a lot of newness i can't remember exactly what you know other than with newness comes opportunity i think that was the message in washington that you know let's it's a it's a clean slate for everybody boston i took over Boy, it was 11 o'clock at night, and you're at practice the next day, and away you go. So, I, And I was the assistant coach, so I knew the guys in the room. So that was a little more, here's what I think we need to do uh, to get this thing turned around. Whereas Vegas, the message, again, was more about style of play, how I feel we can utilize some of the stuff we've done in the past versus, you know, maybe, uh, you know, what was done previously, but keep a lot of the stuff because Vegas has been successful. So that was the message. Just how has it been received? I thought... Our first three games defending we were very good, um, bought into it. The other night, I honestly I was asked that after the game. And, you know, the defending obviously wasn't great, but some of it was breakdowns we had with the puck. Now all of a sudden you're scramble mode, and that's just a little bit of guys putting out fires, and we didn't do that well the other night, but we created those fires for ourselves. So I think they've responded uh, well in a lot of areas, but until we see this group together as one group, and, and one team playing, and we'll see a little bit more of that this week. Obviously, you get less and less in numbers. Be able to better answer that question. When you leave Boston and you're, you know, you, you get hired by Vegas real quick, probably a little bit of opportunity for reflection between the time when you actually got here and started to work. Uh, did you look at yourself and say, eh, I'd like to tweak this, I'd like to get a little, be a little different? And I won't say better because you had, you, know, you went to the final. You, you know, went to the playoffs every year. You did a fantastic job there. But did you want to reinvent Bruce Cassidy a little bit? Well, in some areas, and, and I do want to get better. I think I, I would say the same next year, when I, no matter how this, this year goes. I, I think that's normal. Uh, you're always trying to get better. How do you get better? Um, understand the game, what, what changes are taking place, how are the players changing, communication skills. I think always those things come in. Um, so so that's the way I'm looking at it, um, going into this this particular stage of my career uh, and I think the players have to match that too Gary I mean they have to have an open mind as well and say you know what we we didn't achieve what we wanted to either so I, I have to listen to the way the game was played from a different you know coaching style as well and you hope you meet halfway have they is your sense that they have been open to what you and the staff are trying to sell I believe they are yeah. um, again let's get the group together as one before you truly can measure whether are we changing or not and habits are hard to break uh, good ones uh are hard to break and that's when you why you see certain teams have success over and over again because they've developed good habits and bad habits are the same so um we're trying to develop good habits away from the puck how we play um and 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 go from there so we'll see how that messaging goes as 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 the team goes through the year I think it's too early to be honest with you to say, yeah. oh, everyone's got everything, or everyone's it's it's hunky dory, or it's you know crap. You know, it's it's neither right now. It's 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 a work in progress. When did you start to? So it took eight days between your end of your time with the Bruins and getting hired here. When did you start to think about line combinations? What might work? I mean, Phil Kessel wasn't signed then, and I get that. But you know, what I mean, when did you start to have that percolate in your brain? Well, I think 
uh, was day, I think day two when I was like, after I was let go, the uh, crim reached out. And so now you're thinking about the team, just like any team that would call you, right? Okay. Yeah. Who, wh wh what's the personnel look like? Who played with who? You start doing your homework. Um, a, a lot of different things, you know, what, what happened previously, what's the culture of the team, the identity of the team. I think that's the biggest thing you always think of identity. Where, where is it? What happened? Is it still strong? Is it need fixed? All that stuff. Yeah. So personnel was probably d deeper dive after you get hired, uh, certainly line combinations. And then some guys left. Um, there were some trades of, of guys that played last year, Dadnoff, Pacioretty. So that, that changes things. Now you got some pre-agents that are in the mix and some young names are brought up. This guy may have a chance, et cetera. So I would say it all happened after you sit down and you're here physically. When I came to your press conference, now you're, you're digging in a little more of, you know, names on the board, so to speak, that are right in front of you not just, you know, over the phone. Why do you coach? What do you like about it? Uh, I, I, I started because I love the game of hockey and I couldn't play anymore. And it was the next best thing to being in the trenches uh, than playing as you're right there. So that was the first thing, passion for the game. Um, and that probably still is why I coach. Now, I want my name in the Stanley Cup. Can't do that as a player, obviously. And uh, and this is, you know, the best way to do that as well. Uh, it's rewarding at times when you see a team grow. Um, I remember someone said that to me. Is it fun? I said, fun is not the word I, I, I think of when, when coaching because there's a lot of, you're managing a lot of personalities. There's always a fire to put out. Uh, there's a lot of things going around, but it is definitely rewarding. I, I, I find it enjoying more than fun, I guess, because when you do have success, then you can sit back and say, you're, you, you know, you, you played a part in it. The fun lasts for about 20 minutes, right? Like you compete all night, and then, you know, when you win, you're, you know, you guys are like, we see you. You guys are happy after a game, and then by the time you get on the plane, you know where you're, you beat Nashville in Nashville, and you got to play Dallas either the next night or the night after. As your former colleague would say, we're on to Dallas. Like it, you you move quickly, don't you? Well, you have to, uh, and then you you. I always watch our game, so because you, you miss a lot. Obviously, the game is fast and and live, and then you realize, hey, we beat Nashville let's say, but boy, we didn't really play as well as I thought we did. The next night you go into Dallas and lose and you're, you're mad and you're stomping your feet and you watch the game and it's like, you know, we, we actually played okay. We just, we didn't get a break here or there. So I think a lot of that goes into coaching too. You have to have a, you're always in the moment. I mean, that's our life. You know, what have you done for me lately? Get the next win. Yet you do have to have a big picture approach with, with how's the process going. You hear that all the time, the process. And I, I believe in that. You have, there's a process involved. Nothing happens overnight, and, and those are the habit-building things. I think that all good organizations, never mind you know, in, any, in any sport, it's that process and the habits they build, I think, which makes you successful long-term. Did you – so you coach the Capitals, Butch, and then it's uh, – well, Matt, there's 13 years maybe between that and the head, coach, head coaching job in Boston, Providence for a long time, and more than went back, pay your dues. Did you allow that to creep in that you might not get another crack at it? Yeah. For sure, you don't yeah. know. I don't know if anybody thinks you're you can do the job or not. I mean, there's only well back then there was less than 32 jobs, right? Because yeah. there's some yeah. new teams, including this one. So <laughs> uh, you don't know if it'll ever happen. You go to work. Uh, first of all, it, you know it, you're supporting your family, so you got you know s stay employed and and do the best you can for them, uh, and hopefully get you know work your way up. Sometimes it happens quickly for guys. Uh, second chance. Sometimes you got to wait whatever you said it was uh, 13 years so 
to me that the, the advice that people have asked me that question because mm-hmm. it, it can be an interesting story like well the only thing i ever tell them is be, be ready you, you got to be ready for your second chance because you're probably not getting a third if you're not ready for your second right yeah. and and that's the biggest piece of advice i have for those guys make sure when your name is called that you are ready to go and you've learned you know from what happened the first job and and uh you know you know you're like i said prepared and ready to go you know Scott, you probably know scott arneal real well and he's one of those guys that had that little chance in columbus and hasn't had a second chance since and it's uh, uh i know him a little bit and i know he really he really wants that he wants that that next opportunity but they are hard to come by they are and sometimes there's a lot of different reasons why the first one doesn't work yeah. out, and and you could go through them all. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, you, you keep grinding away and networking, I would say as well. Um, and then, if the, like I said, the second one comes, just you know, be ultra prepared. Hey, you mentioned Bruce earlier in camp. Your goaltending uh, situation is you think it's going to be kind of an open competition throughout camp, and it might even carry into the regular season. How do you size up where it's at now, heading into the final week of camp? Well, I think LT is 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 uh, played very well uh, certainly has a leg up on on the guys i think that's uh been evidence short sample size as well uh so let's see how this week plays out um he had the net last year in front of this group so i think that gave him a built-in advantage i think the guys really had faith in him being able to do the job uh, uh he'll play the other night i don't think we're great in front of him early and there's some he could have stopped to you know give us a chance to get back in. I think he'd be the first to tell you it wasn't his best. But at the end of the day, they're going to get more opportunity, both of them. Um, and those are the two main guys right now. Uh, LB is still injured, so will not be in the mix to start the year. Michael Hutchinson came in, uh, has, has done what he's been asked. But to me, at the end of the day, it's um, more about the other two right now. And we'll see how that plays out by, uh, by Sunday. What were you listening to in the car on the drive over to work today? What was I listening to? Uh, I was on the phone with Ralph Kruger, of all people. No kidding. So I listened to nothing. <laughs> you listen to Ralph. <laughs> what What do you listen to if you if you don't have to? If you're not, if you're not working. I'm a classic rock guy. I like the '80s. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. No, uh, I like music. So, in a short drive like that, I'm not going to do talk radio. Probably it'd be some sort of music, but you're in a good mood, or I'll play some tunes from my iPhone. That's great. Yeah. The 80s. I always say it takes me back to my lost youth. Yeah. Those are back in the, we get those on the, the days. We have a different bus than you guys, obviously, and we get, you know, when we fly into a place, Dave and, Dave and Shane, we have a the four of us at the back, we have a speaker. And uh, if uh, sometimes the trainers are on, are on our bus, and if they're in a bad mood, we try and keep it uh, low for about 10 minutes. But then sooner or later, we get the classic rock going pretty good. And Dave does a really good steve perry imitation so we get the journey going and yeah, uh, nice i like journey yeah, yeah i love it yeah, one I mean, of the best voices out there steve perry yeah he's awesome well i heard that the jingle before i came on was uh i was saying it was new order um in 84 we won the memorial cup and that was one of the songs we played all the time the it was like uh new order and depeche mode it was a big psychedelic furs yeah, all that yeah they kind that of came into wave. that style of music yeah. with uh, synthesizers and keyboards yeah. and stuff i got into that thompson Oops. twins yeah yeah hold me now yeah hold me now. A, what was it was the canadian uh, cory hart never surrender cory hart yeah yeah, yeah. 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 cory hart was uh, actually right around 83 84 yeah. his uh that's when he was brian really adams big. that's yeah. like another canadian yeah. gino vanelli you probably heard gino vanelli yeah. a few times yeah montreal he's from gino yeah. vanelli we have we play a little name that tune on our our little bus like in the back uh, our bus is 
is kind of a happy bus. I mean, <laughs> if you feel free, if you want to come over and join us for. I like the happy bus, <laughs> and I like to play name that tune. I, I'd like to so you have an open a, a decent encyclopedia knowledge of, of music. One hit wonders is always a yeah. a great game Excellent. to play. Well, yeah. come and join us. I mean, Dave, I know you know you probably can't, but it would be great to have you. Dave and I had a we had a big showdown at a uh, at a bar in Washington one night during the Stanley Cup final. Actually, that's right. We and uh, Dave usually Dave usually wins because he he not only will he give you the artist. And the album, he'll give you the release date. Oh, well, I can't year. do that. The year, I, I can't. It, and it's pretty. It's he's he's in another league. Charlie, oh, Charlie, oh, yeah. he's Charlie Babbitt. There's a whole he's lot of useless little, information. He's got a little Rain Man going when yeah. it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, Bruce, thanks very much. I know you got a lot more important things to do than talk to us. So, like, as in a practice coming up in a couple of hours. So, thanks yep, for the visit. Time to get back to work, but uh, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, thanks, Bruce. Bruce okay. Cassidy, uh, nice enough to spend some time with us here. Nighttime at noon. He and the Golden Knights getting ready for the season opener, which is eight days away in Los Angeles. We'll step aside. Lots more to come after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Nighttime at noon rolls on from our Studio 31 here at City National Arena. And, of course, Joining you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Be sure to check out the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. It's got a packed schedule coming up. A little something for everyone Tuesday and Thursday. The G League and Knight play their first games at the arena before UNLV Hockey will take the ice this Friday. So real busy stretch over at the Dollar Loan Center. Saturday night, Alice Cooper in town. And then Sunday, the Henderson Silver Knights play their only home preseason game. Their regular season opener uh, opens next week, October the 14th, with the Silver Carpet Celebration. So check it out at thedollarloancenter.com for a full calendar of events. I know, Gary, you have a game. Uh, the Golden Knights have a game Saturday. You would be at Alice Cooper if you were not doing Ace that. Freely. I know. Playing it's guitar for there. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so good. Did you ever see Kiss back in the day? No. With Ace? Yeah. No. I've never seen Alice Cooper either. But that would have been like mid-70s, right? For Kiss, the makeup, the high boots, yeah. all that stuff. Were you a Kiss guy? Uh, so-so. Yeah, so-so. Yeah, not, not huge. Not huge, but yeah, enough to know some of the hits anyways. We thank Bruce Cassidy once again for his time. Always great to catch up with the Golden Knights head coach. Um, you know, it's you think about it, Gary, it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind for him. Uh, his wife, Julie, the kids, uh, you know, they, they, they've talked about they never had lived west. Um, so you pick everything up. Sell the house outside of Boston. He was saying they just uh, recently closed on a place here, and he spent the weekend moving in. Uh, but it seems like getting uh, pretty acclimated to, uh, well, you know, we've been lucky enough to be around now for five-plus years. What is a pretty good setup out here, to say the least. I always get a kick out of, you'll be at the grocery store, and someone will be, you know, will walk up and they'll go, are you, are you Dave Gosher? <laughs> That well, depends. Do I owe you money? <laughs> yes, I'm Dave. This is Dave. Yeah, and, I, I and what's it to you? They're kind of shocked that, like, you 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 grocery shop? I do. Yeah, I cook it and I eat it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and like so, like think of Bruce Cassidy, sitting there in his uh, <laughs> his golden knights, you know, workout garb and at home and un- unpacking a box. And, oh yeah. Taking heat from his wife, just like you and I do. Oh, like it's, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. It's great, though. It's, Good stuff. Uh, you know, and obviously somebody, and you touched on it during our chat with him, Gary, that had terrific success in Boston. 50, 672 wins oh, percentage. 51 wins last year, the most he's ever had in his yeah. coaching career. Cup final to Game 7 in 2019. And, um, you know, somebody that 
that obviously was not out of work long uh, before being hired here by uh, by Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, Bill Foley, etc. They lost to the Blues in uh, 19 in the Stanley Cup, and I talked to someone intimately involved in that series, not Bruce. I was calling to ask about Bruce. This was just after he'd been hired, and that, that topic came up, and he said, he goes, well, we weren't outcoached. He said, Bruce did a great job, and he said, he got, uh, he got, he took our team from great to being on the precipice of winning the Stanley Cup. And then this person said, we should have won the Stanley Cup. He said, two things happened. Bennington was better than Rask because Rask was fine. But in the games that we won, Rask didn't really have to. And in the games that we lost, you know, he said, Bennington outplayed him. And then, and this part, he said, you know, who knows, maybe Bergie was banged up, but... Ryan O'Reilly outplayed Patrice Bergeron, and Ryan O'Reilly, for my money, is is underrated. Yeah, like he is fantastic. But uh, so those two things: if your top center and your goalie aren't as good as the other team's top center and their goalie, it's hard to get over that. But the the point is, this is this is a guy who, uh, you know, just a a whisper away. From from having his name on the state, didn't you find that interesting? Yeah. When we, I said, "Why do you coach?" And it went all about the passion, but then quite simply, I want my name on the Stanley Cup. And it was interesting. I thought he said, "I wouldn't term it enjoyable. It's rewarding." Yeah. It's he, not, he said he wouldn't term it fun. Yeah. It can be enjoyable. It can be rewarding, but fun isn't. Fun's fun. not. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, and I remember when when Bruce yeah, was thank hired. Thank God our jobs are fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to do with the wins and losses, thank no, heavens. No. Um, when Bruce was hired and he came out here to do the media tour, uh, we had him on our, our podcast. And I'm always curious with coaches what sticks with them longer, losses or wins. And he said, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to forget Game 7 in 2019. Yeah, I betcha. And I, it's – but I, I think about it, Gary. You know, I was lucky enough to be around Shane's Bruins team that won it in 2011. Yeah. Two years later, Shane had retired. They lost in six in the final to Chicago. And then we were around the Golden Knights here in, in 18, obviously. Yeah. Uh, um, I think those losses just uh, – I've got to believe still there's got to be times in the middle of the night where if you're in a high spot in those teams or those organizations, you wake up yeah. and you just you, you shake your head. How did we lose? Well, Why did we lose? If yeah. Alex Tech scores in yeah. game two, you got to wonder where that series would have come because Vegas never really put any pressure on Washington. No. And uh, now, I, uh, listen, Washington was good. That power play got going, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov, to me, was the, oh, yeah. the was a, the, a big part of the change there. But Carlson was good. They just the, – their, their best guys were going, and uh, – and Vegas's best guys didn't have a great The series. guy that I usually sit next to during the hockey games would say to me, especially when they were getting into the playoffs, Shane and I would be talking, because after the first round, obviously, our TV duties were done. Yeah. But he'd say, you know, if you put the golden that Golden Knights roster and the L.A. Kings roster side by side. Not that much different. Kings are probably better. Yeah. San Jose was better. Winnipeg was certainly better. Win- Win- Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg should have won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. The, uh, and you talk about out coaching Gerard Gallant out coached oh. Paul Maurice in that series, yeah. and not by doing anything out of the ordinary. He did what he'd done all year long. He played all four lines all night, and he played sixty. Like the, the difference that year between 
Cody Eakin, who was like F6 or F7, mm-hmm. and William Carlson, who was F1. Like the difference in their ice time per night was under two minutes. All 60 that year averaged over yeah. 18. You watch that series, you go back and watch it again. Blake Wheeler is a horse in the first period in a bit. He wins every puck battle. And because he had, same with Dustin Bufflin, and then the two of them, the, the second half of the game, they wilt because he's just going to them and going to them and going to them. Uh, and, and he didn't need to. He had depth. He had he had people he could have gone to. So uh, that was a fascinating series. Well, and I remember the Golden Knights being down 3 nothing in the first game of that series in about, yeah. I don't know, 15 minutes, 12 minutes, yeah. and thinking, well, okay. It, Evidently, this is where the this is where the the uh, magical mystery tour stops and is in the conference final, and that wasn't the case. It was funny too because Marcheseau's comments were not false bravado. He was like, "We're going to be better, and we're going to win the next game." And and I walked home after game one, not home. I back to the hotel. Back to the hotel. I lived walk. in Winnipeg for a long would've time. Been a long so walk. Uh, I walked back to the hotel with a couple of players, and they were like. Yeah, I can remember there was a goal overturned in that game as yeah, well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we could have won this game, and we were way better than them for the second half of the game. They took confidence from that game, which it's interesting. You always talk about momentum. The team that won has the momentum. Not in that case. No. Vegas took momentum from that loss. No, not at all. Um, let's talk a little goaltending yeah. with the Golden Knights. So. Uh, Logan Thompson has looked really good in the, in the games he's played. Uh, Aiden Hill, and again, very short sample size. Uh, probably a combination the other night of they weren't, you know, Bruce Cassidy even told us they weren't great in front of him. Hill wasn't real sharp. I think Aiden Hill would like to play some more games here. He's played one game the final four months of the season for San Jose last year. Battling injury, played in one game in March. Um, so I think he'd like to get some more games under his belt, but it, by by the sounds of Talking to Butch, I mean, it's, it looks like Thompson and Hill, and we'll see where it goes from there. I don't know who they're going to play tomorrow night, but um, that's an area that's still, you know, it's it's intriguing because they don't have a clear-cut, proven number one guy at the NHL level going into the season. They don't. Uh, you know, Bruce's words, he said LT has a leg up on him right now to be the number one to right. start. So let's just, you know, for fun, if Thompson is your – your number one, is he a fifty-game guy? Like to me, like the, the situation is not. Let's say it's Thompson and Hill, and then Bursois eventually gets into that conversation, and and then it gets complicated too because you know you traded for Hill. Um, Bursois is you know he, he wasn't great last year, but he has he proved to be a pretty effective backup for Hellebuck. Um, in his Vesna winning season up in Winnipeg. You know what? Those guys both require waivers. Thompson doesn't. So there could there could be a moment where, you know, where you're trying to figure things out, where, you you know, you, you have to use, you have to let the CBA make decisions for you. That'll be, that'll be interesting. For me, Thompson, his path is to get the net and never give it up and just keep winning. And if he can do that, uh, he makes the, the what's the expression is there are there when you, there are no easy to there are no good easy decisions when you have a hard hard decision to make it's because both of your choices are good 
Yeah. I guess the same could be said about both of your choices are bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if it's a good choice and a bad choice, it's an easy decision. Yeah. It was an old saying. when Philosophy uh, by Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty muddy. I think it was uh, shockingly, being a history buff that yeah. I am, that JFK said that, I think it was Dwight Eisenhower told him, no easy problems come to the desk of the president. It's handled at a lower level. Yeah, if it's easy. If it gets to you, <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> You better be able to better be able to find a way out of this at some point. Um, I like Thompson's game. I yeah, think me too. I like the way he competes. Uh, I, I think Sean Burke could have a really good influence on him. Fifty games is a lot. It is. How many has he played in the league? Twenty. Nineteen. Nineteen. I could. I, I might I could, be twenty-five. I could look it up. Nineteen I mean, or twenty-five. One of those access two to the interwebs. Yes. But he was the guy last year, you know, when, when they were really trying to make a push late to get in the playoffs. Yeah, and actually, they they went to Leonard a couple of games, and I didn't understand why they did. If 20, they had, 20, by the 20. way. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, if they had gone to Thompson, I wonder if uh, in a couple of those crucial games where they went to Leonard, and Leonard was clearly not, not right. Uh, I wonder. You wonder how that would have all panned out, but that's... Uh, the 0 for 17 combined in the three shootouts didn't help their cause, those three no, straight games, where no. Thompson it, it, was unbelievable. It's still kind straight. of hard to believe they missed the playoffs. Yeah. You know. I say, Gary, and it's it, and, uh, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle with it. They were in first place of the All-Star February break. February 1st. All-Star first break, place. All-Star game here, first place. Yeah. First place to out of the playoffs by three points in two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, for a whole, you know. Whole yeah. school reasons, yeah. obviously. Health's so. a really big, really big factor. Um, all right, so we're going to step aside. We've got one segment to go. We're going to take a little closer look here at what maybe the Golden Knights opening night lineup is going to look like. You know, there's still some there's still some missing pieces here. Players injured, a player unsigned. Uh, some other players have signed, defensemen have signed more specifically. What might that mean for, yeah. for Nick Hake? But uh, before that, um, we have one, uh, for, one final reminder for you. Um, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, as we said, uh, if you can't get enough hockey with the Golden Knights, be sure to check out the Henderson Silver Knights as well. Why wouldn't you? Of the American Hockey League playing at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Single game, group, and mini suite tickets for home games throughout the 22-23 season on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team, 702-645-4259, or go online at hendersonsilvernights.com to find out more. Nighttime at noon, we will kind of throw out what we think, hypothesize, maybe the opening night lineup will look like coming up eight days from now in Los Angeles. After this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. The VGK just about back from Rock Creek in Montana. Had a little team building over the weekend. It is is their tradition. And um, they will be here back here, meaning Sydney National Arena, shortly. They practice at 2.30. Uh, be sure to stop by if you're in the area as the Golden Knights get geared up for preseason game number five at the Fortress tomorrow night against Arizona. What's been your favorite thing to do at Rock Creek? My favorite thing, I loved uh, that golf course. Yeah. Love the golf course. Um, I like the fly fishing, but I'm 0 for 2 trips. Literally 0 for 2 trips. And you and I combined to go 2 for 60 on the skeet shooting when we were up there. I, we were each 1 for 30, is that right? Shane was picking them off left and yeah, right. Shane was good at it. But yeah. I that oh, you know what I, I I would say the golf course and the lake barn. I like the side by side getting in the yeah that get, was pretty. We cool. would rip around the three of us would get uh, a little snack pack tunes and, uh, have the some speaker music going, and yeah. uh, 
go for uh, go for a long long drive, and it was like it was like we were teenage kids too. Because <laughs> one guy would drive for twenty minutes, half an hour, and then there'd be like a tap, like my turn, and then <laughs> Shane would go from the driver's seat, I'd move from the passenger seat, you'd go from the back up to the passenger, yep, and Shane would great. go to the yeah. It was fun. They let us keep the. How long are they going to let us keep these side by sides? No, it's great, but the team will be uh, on the ice here shortly at City National. All right, so. Opener next Tuesday in L.A. What's your lineup look like, Lawman? Smith, Eichel, Kessel. Marcia Stevenson, Stone. Amadio, Carlson, Howden. Cotter, Waugh, Colasar. Carrier's injured right now. We don't know when he's coming back. If Carrier comes back, uh, does that mean that, that Cotter's the 13th forward? We'll see. I think it's got a right now. I don't think he would be. I think he would play, and somebody else would sit from that from that bottom six group. But right now, I've got him in there on the fourth line. Uh, McNabb with Theodore Petrangelo and Martinez. White Cloud with Hutton or Korzak. Um, and if Nick Hegg, you know, if Nick Hegg signs today and gets back and can play and. Two of the last three games, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd, I'd go Hag White Cloud. Uh, here's the thing about Hag. I watched him, and so did you, in those captain's practices. He looked bigger, stronger, and faster than he ever, ever, ever has. Like, he's he signed you a 6'5", 214. He's 6'6", 238 now, and his skating has finally come to that place where he, like, I'm not going to say Colton Pareko. But he, he he could be special. Tough time to miss camp. Yep. What new, do you got? New coach. Similar. Top two lines are the same. Marcia, so who, by the way, I thought it was interesting after the first period the other night. Bruce Cassidy didn't waste much time and um, didn't like what he saw and put Marcia so with Waugh and Cotter for the rest of the night. But, yeah, Eric Carlson was left alone on that one goal and able to come down. Yeah. He's Marcheseau's guy to cover yeah. at the point, and that uh, that didn't work. So, but I, I mean, on its face, I like the look of Marcheseau, Stevenson, Stone, yeah. Smith, Eichel, Kessel. I would I would have Cotter with Carlson and Amadio, and then if Carrier's healthy, Carrier, Wa Colasar. To me, Howden right now is the extra guy. Yeah, he's got to pick it up. Hasn't uh, had a great camp. He did have a good year last year. Yeah. I liked what we saw there. But, yeah, he's got to make some things, some things happen. I'd agree. And then I like the deep pairs. I like, you know, yeah. Petrangelo, Martinez, McNabb, uh, Theodore, and then probably Hutton and White Cloud. Um, it, you know, it's interesting, Gary. I was asking you earlier in the office that the defenseman that signed, Sean Dersey and Mikey Anderson with the Kings, Dersey two years, 3.4, so 1.7 average. Yeah. Anderson signed one year for a million, plays in their top deep pair with Drew Doughty. Yeah. Rasmus uh, Sandin signs two years, 2.8, so one four a year with the Leafs. You know, where does Hague fit yeah, in all that? It, it's got to be in that neighborhood, for right? For sure. The whole thing to me is uh, it, it's, you know, it's not pennies, but we're not talking about, you know, $500,000 difference here. It yeah. shouldn't be. Uh, no. Per, over, uh, per year. Maybe year over year. Anyways, yep. I hope they get it done because he could be a real important piece here. Yep. And the NHL season starts this Saturday, Friday, Saturday in Prague. San Jose and Nashville. Nashville's playing a preseason game in Switzerland, Burn Switzerland, uh, as we speak. Our thanks to Floyd and Songy here to LB back in the studio. Dave Gosher, Gary Lawless. Have a great afternoon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.